the Chasing Progress podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chase and Progress podcast with me, David and Simon. Yo! Today we're going to change it a little bit. We're going to do maybe four questions, definitely three. We've got a... a the fourth one could be a bit controversial, so we'll see how far we get with it. But we like talking about controversial things. And we, li- <laughs> we like starting a conversation. In the meantime, we're going to do three questions and we're going to talk a little bit in depth about them. So we're going to have about seven or eight minutes on each question. Um, and then we're going to talk about the controversial subject at the end. Controversial is, I guess, you want to make it. And it's a nice cliffhanger to make people listen. <laughs> Not <laughs> that uh, we don't talk rubbish. Yeah. So, <laughs> stick around for the three questions at the start. Not that you can just skip forward or anything. The Chasing Progress Podcast by Origin Gym. Right, so, first one, what we're going to talk about is... A question that was sent to us. What was the last or current book you're reading? And also, do you have any book recommendations? Simon, what was the last book you read? From start to finish. Yeah. Like page one to page end. I can't be the Bible. Like, that's it, eh? It's the Bible. <laughs> that's about the only book I read, man. And I should read to, I should read more, definitely. Um, There's a difference between... Because you read a lot of research and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's not a book. So yeah. it's got to be a book. I don't, I don't read books like I'm bad for it. I want to it be tells. able to read books. It's obvious. Eh? I want to be able to read books, but I'm such an educated individual anyway. And I'm well versed in a lot of the topics that I like to talk about. So we were meant to make this question last. Hey, no, I'm, I'm telling you, I've not finished my, my answer. My answer is that <laughs> You've just told um, I, I haven't read a book in... I can't remember the last book I read, Dave. What books do you read? Um, do you read fitness stuff, health stuff, lifestyle so stuff? So all the fitness stuff and health stuff that I read would be either like research or forums or um, papers, like, you know, um, published like published articles, published papers, um, published research, like papers, that kind of stuff. Or HMRC bills. Yeah, HMRC <laughs> bills that are on the desk, yeah. Um, like stuff like that but i don't i don't read books there are so hold on okay should we get out a list of books that i want to read that i've written go on, I, i'm sure i have that on my phone somewhere well i'll jump in and go with mine yeah because i've go got on. loads i'm the educated one here okay so i what is plagiarism dave stick to the question it's <laughs> when people copy things <laughs> copy and paste um probably hang on let's go with the question Atomic book. Atomic Habits. All right, yeah. That's a book that I want to read. That's on my books to read list. It's got two books. <laughs> the, the other books to read on is The Richest Man in Babylon. I want to read that. Right, yeah. so the current book that I'm reading or listening to, because I listen to a lot of audio books with a lot of driving. So, so does that count as reading? Me. Is, does an audio book count as reading? Yeah, of course it does. It's not though. It's it listening to a book, but it's not reading. It is okay. Well, in that case, I've read hundreds of books because I've watched the books on television. <sighs> no, 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 no. Where are we going with this? What book have you watched? I've watched all. Don't come at me with Harry Potter. I've read no, all the Harry Potters. Yeah, so I've read all the Lord of the Rings. I've read. Um, so. I am currently listening to Breath by James Nesta because... Listening being the imperative word there, everyone not reading. Okay. I've, and before that, I read 
the oxygen advantage. Oh, yes, you did. I saw that you ordered that. But as of yet, I've, I bought them to actually take part and do the practical parts of it. So realizing what my breath is, how to nasal breathe, how it affects my performance. I do little bits of nasal breathing during my workouts, but I haven't done the actual, I think it's called the bolt assessment. But yeah, I want to learn about breath and nasal breathing because that seems to be a massive thing that a lot of people are talking about at the moment for not just fitness performance, but for health in general. I would definitely read Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. That's like a CrossFit book, but it's like a kind of mindset one as well. Relentless by Tim Grover is probably one of the best books I've ever read. Actually read. That was before I started listening to <laughs> audiobooks. Before you got lazy. Can't Hate Me. Who wrote that one? Merry Christmas. No. Come on, fool. No. Put some tape on it. Carry on running on broken legs. <laughs> David Goggins. <laughs> is his name David Goggins? David Goggins. Oh, Can't Hate Me. That's a good one. That's just a mad one. Can't Hate Me. Nothing can yeah, stop nah. him. Can't Hate Me. You break your leg. And he carried on running. Bit of duct tape on it. Keep going. Was there an actual report... Or like, was there a, a public release that showed that he broke his leg? Or did know. he just say he broke his leg? Because I completed the whole of last week with a broken arm, just healed today. Interestingly, because these people are probably big up on the audiobooks and mentality and stuff. I've read The Art of Resilience by Ross Edgley and Zero Negativity by Ant Middleton. And maybe this is controversial, but they were boring as hell. And it was just like, shut up, mate. I can't believe you've read that many books. It astounds me that you've read that many. <laughs> I'm genuinely <laughs> astounded. <laughs> I'm shocked. No offense, Dave. When do you find the time to read all these books? You need a job. You've just been locked down for a year, lad. <laughs> <laughs> you need a job, you. Took the dog for a walk and read books. God, lad. So the way I see, I say controversially because people recommended books, those books to me because they think I would like that type of stuff based on what I do and my mentality and stuff. But Ross Edgley, no offense to him, but he's stacked. He does these mad challenges and they're great, but he Come is on, bro. boring as hell. Boring, mate. Boring. He swam around the UK. Like the things he does is insane. He ran, I think he ran a marathon with a mini on his back. What? A mini on a fridge. A mini? A mini? A mini on his on back. On his back. You mean attached? He pulled a mini? No, on his back. A mini? I'm pretty sure. A mi- what do you mean a mini? A mini, a mini version of him? Like Martin Scar? Yeah, so he pulled. Don't, don't shout. A mini. You talk. You're good at that. While no. I'm, while I'm just <laughs> looking at this. <laughs> I'm asking I'm you. Looking, I'm looking. I'm asking you. No, I don't think you need to look. We all know that he didn't have a mini on his I back. I think he did. The mini is bigger than him, Dave. That's he can't so run with a mini on his back. He's pulled it. Do you understand about the actual physical dimensions of a mini attached to his Run a marathon pulling a mini. Yes, pulling a mini. Same thing. It's absolutely not the same thing. One would crush him because you can't Look at the size of Martin's mini. It's like that 60 kg sandbag. I think a mini weighs... Less? No, I think it weighs like 600 kgs. No. Yeah. I could pick Martin's car. Hey Siri, (laughs) how much does a mini car weigh? Okay, I found this on the web for how much does a mini car weigh? That's not silly. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. That um, means he doesn't know the answer. I was doing that last week. With a the Mini Cooper. Let's check. Either way, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is good. Yeah. But he talks boring and he's just like, everything's great, everything's great, day four, everything's great, the sun is shining, blah, blah. Would you have liked the book more if you read it and didn't have to listen to his voice? 
Probably. Yeah, you see, that's interesting. So maybe you should read more books and not listen to as many. Why do a mix, like I said earlier? Uh, yeah, well, that's what I, I think. think. Maybe you should listen more. I need to just read. <sighs> do you know what I do want to read? I want to read a lot more books on um, uh, financial like management and financial wealth and health and all that kind of stuff. I find that stuff interesting. Audio books work for me because driving in half an hour, driving home half an hour, I can get through a book in a in a week or so. Yeah, it wouldn't be as good for you because it's like well, five minutes in. I, five minutes. I know this is another thing that I was thinking about that podcast that I was supposed to listen to the um, Joe Fraser. Rogan Matt Fraser one. I think I'm still on minute thirty four. I've been listening to it for. <laughs> I've been listening to I it, it in like two days <laughs> for for two months now. Um, right, so I'd I'd break them in order. I would put Relentless, Tim Grover, Chasing Excellence, Ben Bergeron. I haven't read, I haven't finished Breath yet, but it's okay. It's insightful. The best um, book I've ever read is the Bible. Right, moving on. Is there a sequel? Hey, yeah, it's coming. The Don't Bible you worry. Too. The Chasing Progress Podcast by Origin Jim. Why is there so much hate and jealousy in the fitness world? A Mini Cooper from 1970. <laughs> Weighs 692 kilos. How good am I? I literally estimated that weight and I think I said 600 kgs. But we're on to the next question. I'm brilliant. What was the question? We moan at people for not listening to us. What was the question? Why is there so much hate and jealousy in the fitness world? I'll tell you why. Because people don't listen. Why is there? So you mean between like fitness professionals or do you mean between like... I would say this is aimed at like the gym over the road. Why do we hate them? Well, Why do I hate? I know, but that's what it's like. Gyms hate gyms. Personal trainers hate personal trainers. If you say something, okay. So I think that there there is hate in the gym world because I think it, that it would largely stem, and I think we all face this and have to fight this within ourselves. I think it comes from insecurity and a lack of belief in what you're doing in in your specific field, whether it's in the gym or other areas of life. I think that. People, by and large, will look at other people and feel like they either should be doing what they're doing or they could do it better. And it's all this insecurity-like stuff. You know, I remember when we started the gym three years ago, I always thought to myself, I never want to be in competition with another gym. And I didn't think that we needed to be in competition because there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that live in the Liverpool city um, region. And That's always the question though, isn't it? And there's enough people to fill all our gyms 10 times over. If we do what we do well, and if we do what we're doing right, then our gym will be full. And if the gym across the road is doing what they do well and doing it right, they'll be full. And I don't think we have to worry. I think there's this worry that, oh, you're gonna rob my members or my clients and you're gonna rob this and you're gonna take that from me. And it's very much based around what we will lose rather than like, hey, what can we give? Like, what we, what can we put out there that is positive and and is bringing value to both our members and the other people that we engage. And so I think it stems from insecurity and perhaps a lack of belief in what you're doing. And we all have to fight that because at some point you'll see another gym, whether it be down the road, around the corner, somewhere else, and it will be um, it'll be a gym that's doing stuff well, that's that's you know potentially quite successful at the moment. And you might think, man, I need to be doing what they're doing or... Um, you know, why aren't we doing as well? And so you get into this whole thing of, um, of like, yeah, jealousy and hate instead of just celebrating that, hey, if the fitness world does better, then we all do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jealousy is a big one, isn't it? Because you see people now and like I see people in the fitness industry and it's like, 
they're rubbish. They're rubbish. What they're saying is is rubbish. But you kind of attract your tribe of people, and the and people, not everyone's for you, and and you're not for everyone. And that's what I mean. So if you're successful and you're a bit of a divvy and you attract divvies, or what we decept, what we'd that's the thing. Hey, judge, what we're judges divvies. I think that's proving the point right there. Is like yeah. those are not our tribe. Those are not the people that we'd naturally gravitate towards. And, and so that's fine. That's man, that, I'm thankful for that because yeah. you know those people would would exhaust me and suck the life out of me. Um, whereas, whereas um, the people that we have in our gym, they energize me, mm-hmm. and and you know I feel fulfilled in doing what I'm doing. Yeah, we all go through the process of like thinking because when I was when I first started in this industry, I was like, I can help everyone. So if I seen someone with someone else and they were giving them some advice, I was like, oh well, I can give you better advice come with me. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, they're rubbish. Come with me. I can get you better results. And I think, I don't know if everyone goes through that thought process, but I just don't, I don't like the way, like even now, even with experienced trainers now, like I seen something the other day and it's like, why, they were giving their opinion, but why do you have to, I'm going to sound like a, one of the kids here. Why do you have to throw shade Throw shade. On others. Why do you have to... The shade borough. That's a great account to follow on Instagram. If you give... If you're given advice and you're given good advice, that's fine. But yeah. don't like give it and then... Like you could say stretching's great, mobility's great, doing cardio is great, but hit training is absolute crap. Yeah. This is absolute rubbish. Like, you don't even have to say that. Yeah. Because it's not. Yeah. It's and just it's your just opinion. Not, it's not your way of training. It's not what you enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. you'll attract the people who like to do a certain way of training. Non, non-hit stuff. <laughs> yeah. Non-crossfit stuff or high-intensity stuff. You will attract, I don't know, maybe an older clientele. Yeah. You just want to get through life and just be able to move better. And that's yeah. fine. Whereas a gym like us, we like to we like to like cover everything, don't we? We like yeah. to be good at everything. Yeah, generalists. Yeah. And I know people say pick a... The one advice you're given, all like pick an area and go with that. But I've never been a one area person because I want to be good at everything. Yeah. So I can't pick one area unless my area is everything. Yeah. I think that's the thing. A lot of people do pick one area and then are negative about everything else in that other area when they don't need to be. And then other professionals, like when they start throwing shade at others, yeah. it just makes you dislike them. Yeah. Like I dislike so many people because they just hate on other stuff yeah not dislike them i just i'm not interested in yeah them. you haven't got time for them yeah. it's not yeah absolutely i don't think that i um have time in my life to listen to people who are constantly going off or moaning about um other other areas or other fields like do what you do enjoy what you do love what you do and and go go mad for it um and you know the the cream always rises so awesome Good for you. This is Chasing Progress, the podcast. Are elite athletes taking PEDs, so performance enhancing drugs? Yes. Yes. This is where Dave and I absolutely 100% disagree, or we definitely come to a loggerheads. I think when you, every time we talk about this, you are like, definitely 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No danger in your mind, no doubt in your mind. They're yeah. all on it. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. And then we have and a conversation. No. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. We I have know. a conversation. Let, let me let me finish. Oh, go on. 
we have a conversation and it's like, could these people, they just train six hours a day. That's all they've got to do. Then they sleep. They've got the best of the best. Maybe genetically wise, they just don't get injured. They're just built that way. They've got the best people around them. That's why they can train that day. They haven't got to do 14 hour days in the gym. They haven't got to do 12 hour shifts in the office. You haven't no, got kids. I was here the other day for 15 and a half hours. Matt Fraser isn't. Well, not now, but you know. Um, they haven't got, usually, no, no, most of the time, they haven't got kids. They haven't got any other dependencies. All they've got to do is focus on training yeah. and recovery. You're right. And they've got the best of the best okay. at the top. Yeah. And that's what we come to. And then you go, well, I could, yeah, okay. Maybe. No, maybe. no. Yes, no, you do. No, that's yeah. why I've said it. Yeah, yeah. But then what do I say? Then I go, no, 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 they are. Why? Why what? Why are they? Because they are. There's just no way. But you can't have a go at Goggins and then just say they are. What's your reason? Um, is Goggins on it? There's no. been enough. There's been enough proof. Goggins isn't a top athlete. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a professional athlete earning millions of pounds from sport. Who's on performance enhancing drugs? Oh no, I'm not going to name names. You know me. I'll never name names. <clears throat> um, I don't think that's my place to do it. But if we're talking about professional footballers. Athletes, I was just going to say, if we're talking about professional athletes, I do think that you could break it down into categories. And I would say that people who, whose professional job is based around a skill rather than a physical attribute. Now, obviously, within sport, there is always a, um, there is always a physical attribute and a skill that comes hand in hand. So there is a skill to riding a bike. There is a skill to throwing a javelin. There's a skill to moving a weightlifting bar. There is a skill to kicking a football, playing rugby, all these things. So riding a bike, the highest profile is Lance Armstrong. That's yes. Been, that's come out. Yeah. And so... Talk about Lance Armstrong. Is that Was he performance enhancing drugs or was he spinning? Was he, he, he was blood doping. He was so spinning he was, his blood, wasn't he? So he was using his own blood. Um, and and is that even... Is that wrong? Well, the argument was, is it wrong? Because he's not, he's not putting a foreign... Um, body in his body he's not putting any foreign substance in his body because if you give me chalk and a belt i can add about 15 kg to me exactly so he was saying and he would say that it's it's you know look regardless it wasn't it wasn't around but here's the thing he was never caught he never tested positive for a performance enhancing drug to this day he never once got tested the reason we we caught him and found out about it is because his cycling partners and team and people within the industry that knew about it ousted him and came out about him and there was so much overwhelming evidence eventually that he could no longer um continue to hide from it but he's the point that i would argue that these top athletes are taking performance-enhancing drugs because even with everything that he did, he never once tested positive, right? And they never found out about it, right? Assuming they tested for all these things, they tested for blood doping, they tested for performance-enhancing drugs, and they never once found him positive because that's how good him and his team were at concealing it, right? And mm-hmm. the reason they were is because they had all the money that they needed to do the job that they needed to do. So then you go on to athletics and all the people in athletics i would say that 100 percent of the time the top athletes are taking performance enhancing drugs but i would say all the people that they're competing against are taking it so my argument would be that the, the playing field is still level it's just that they're all taking because 
again, if you look at it logically, my argument would be that if I'm if I know that I'm the fastest, best human alive, right, and I know that I'm lining up on the line, ready to run my race. And all the guys next to me are taking performance enhancing drugs, but I'm not because I'm the honest human. And I, but I know I'm the best, but I get beaten by 0.5 of a second. Um, old Billy no, no Mates over here was taking, was taking drugs. Then I'm going to go, okay, to level the playing field and just make it a fair competition, I'm going to do it as well. So I'm still the quickest human. So if they were, if no one was on PEDS, then I would be the fastest. Well, how would you if know If everyone's that? on PEDS, then I'm the fastest. The way you know it is because you know it, because you're within the industry. You're in and around all these people, all the little inside conversations, all the inside. Yeah, but it's always like back chat and rumors. Well, we it? don't it's know never... that. No, but we don't know that for a fact because we're not in, in that inner community. That inner community will have a whole different well, world. Well, we're in the fitness world, aren't we? We can say when we see stuff in the fitness world, you're like, is he on the juice? Is he on the juice? He's yes. on the juice. He's on the juice. Yeah. That's, but we that know, same? like I've seen people walk in the gym and they were lifting, they were lifting whatever they were lifting one week. And then three weeks later, all of a sudden, their shoulders look a lot bigger and a lot stronger. Their arms are more pumped. Everything's more vascular. They've got more veins popping out. They're a little bit leaner. And, and they're lifting considerably heavier weights. So I know that they're taking it. And then you ask them, hey, mate, are you taking? No, no, no. Or you say, oh, you look good. And the first thing that comes out is that stereotypical, I'm just eating loads. I'm eating a lot more these days. And that's like, the, like oh, my gosh. <laughs> what oh, I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your shoulders aren't popping in three weeks. You're doing it over a 12-month period. So um, I'm, I'm going on, but I want to say this. That, so then I would say that in, in a sport like football, for instance, right, I think that a large part of football is based around skill. It's based around your ability to like dribble, pass, control the ball, um, make make quick, fast decisions, see a pass that no one else sees, see a play that no one else sees. That's skill. And I don't think you can take a drug for that unless there's like a limitless drug out there. Old Bradley Cooper and his cronies are making something special for us all. Um, and yeah, do I think that that, but then you get into something that requires physical attributes. So the sport of CrossFit, the sport of weightlifting, the sport of athletics. These are all sports where like your your body has to perform and your your physical strength or speed is what separates you, not your not necessarily your skill. And yes, the guys who lift the best are generally the best at skill as well. So at what level does it stop then? Because if we... I think it stops when it doesn't really count. I, st- I think Where it stops, doesn't it count? I think it stops when it becomes economically not viable. Why would I spend a £1,000 a month on taking PEDS? Do I really care that much about beating you in the gym? Is that how much no, it costs? I don't. I would say it costs a lot more than that. I've done my yeah, research. But you know what, you know what, I've especially done, lads. You know I've what done my like. research into this stuff. And? I've, I've seen how much it all costs and I've... I've been in and around it in this industry and it, it can cost hundreds of pounds just at our amateur level. So the guys who are taking it at the top level, of course it's going to be costing the thousands because they're going to be having the best clinicians, the best doctors, the best um, manufacturers making this stuff. But like, and that's going to cost thousands and thousands of pounds. They're going to be getting their bloods checked every week, all this kind of stuff, or every month. They're going to so there's levels to it, evaluation. it's going on like all the way down the tree, all the way down the ladder. Because like say, let's take NFG that we, we want to go for. Yeah. People want to win that. Yeah, so how much do you win? But it's not the CrossFit Games, is how it? How much do you win for that? Is it 5,000? Was it 2,000? 
Mm, I think it's a couple of grand. It's a couple of grand. Do I think that people in NFG or do I think that people trading for it have taken stuff? Of course they have. So where does it, that's what I'm saying, where does it stop? Because they're like... I think, like I said, it stops when the money that you spend... It's kind of like the lowest rung of the ladder. I think it it stops where the money you spend is not worth it anymore. Look, let's put a disclaimer out there. Taking pads, taking drugs, taking uh, performance enhancing drugs, it does not do the work for you. Okay, it enhances your ability to recover, it enhances your strength in the gym, and it, it gives you an edge, but you still have to turn up every single day and put in the work. Chances are you're actually gonna put in more work than anyone else around you because you've recovered more, you have more um, physical resource to go to each and every session within in the gym. So yes, you've still gotta do the work, but you've just got a little bit of assistance, a yeah. little bit of help to get it done. Lance Armstrong's still the best cyclist in the world because he puts the hours in and he trains hard. 100%. I would, have, I would say, and it's, would, it's annoying, isn't it? Because we'll never know, we'll never be able to prove it, we'll never see it. But I think that, yeah, he was probably the best has ever been. Would it be best, so let me say this, would it be better if it was just an open field and so, everyone, yeah, I've take what you want, do what you want, and whoever wins, wins. Get as the, much assistance as you want. Right, but the problem with that is then it opens the window and the door to lower level um, and lower age categories. So then where does it stop? So then do we make it legal for kids in school? Like where do you, because already it's filtered into- Well, at what age would you say So you it's already filtered into like, there's been cases in America where, and, and I, I can't speak for English sport because again, it comes back to like football, soccer, right? for the Americans listening, and American football, two team sports, both based around skill, but one clearly requires more of a physical um, or has more physical attributes to it than the other, right? American football, you need a big, fast, strong body. Muscle and size is always going to help by and large in that in that arena, right? Which is why then you come to... Rugby. Um, yeah, well, rugby is one in this country, um, that that we play and we play a lot and play well. England's one of the best rugby teams in the world, um, depending on when you you catch them. Um, and so you've got American football, young kids, collegiate kids, kids in high school that are already, there's been enough cases and confirmed cases that are already taking pets, that have already been what injected. What age is that? 15? So 15, 14, 15, 16, because their talent has been spotted, their physical attributes. They were already the biggest or the fastest or the strongest. They rose to where they rose to based on their physical attributes. So they're already the cream of the crop. Is it sad that like that's not surprising? But then, but then once they've here, ra- yeah, once they've risen to, to the top, now there's thousands of kids around the country just like them. So now everything starts to like get more expensive. There's more weight on every single decision. There's more um, hanging on every single uh, decision made around these kids. So then, yeah, it gets filtered into what they do. And and so that would that's where my argument would be, where do you stop? And I think that's why, dare I say it, at least in my lifetime, I think PEDS will always be illegal because at some point you have to call it. And if you made it legal for the adults... I think it would naturally just filter down into uh, the kids a lot easier because then accessibility. So now it's so much easier to get your hands on the stuff because it's legal and blah, 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 blah. So that's my kind of take on, on should we just make it legal? Do I think, I want to answer this, I'm talking a lot here. Do I think that um, t- top athletes in the fitness industry and fitness athletics world 
are taking it, yes. I think the amount of strain and stress that your body is under. I think it'd be, just to wrap this up on this one, because we've spoken a lot on this. Um, I think we could talk a lot more on it. I know. I think it's an interesting subject. We've got a controversial one next, though. This isn't even a controversial one. I think a lot of, and just going on a segue on this one, is I think there just needs to be more honesty from people. Like but you people, can't be honest. But that that's the problem, if, you, isn't if it? they were honest, they would get banned. Yeah, but these people are then selling and portraying a lifestyle yeah. that is fake onto general population. Yeah, but of course they're going, because you're going to take millions of pounds away from their pockets. You'll strip them of all their titles. They'll have to repay all their winnings. Everything. No, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about athletes, the, the top of top athletes. I'm talking about freaking influencers and stuff like that. All these models, all these people who've been on reality but TV shows. It's all coming down to the money that they earn. I know, if they that's do what I mean. that, you would, you would discredit. So where's the, where's the like ethical part of it? I don't think, well, I think that's, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I don't think it is ethical. So, it's not ethical to take performance enhancing drugs. So why would they be ethical in their talking about so it? So why, these companies know though, don't they, that these are on this type of stuff? Yes. So it's got to start somewhere, hasn't it? Where does it start? Because they're selling a fake. I don't think. Lifestyle. I think. I think you're living in an ideal, or you, that ideology is like. I, I think you're. You know, in fairy Because land. there's a there's like a big thing that's come out from lockdown is that a lot of these influencers have shrunk a bit because they haven't had access to certain things. Oh really? Okay, yeah. so I'm not on the old uh, the old gram as much as as you are. Which is quite funny. Yeah. And so, but what? people don't see that. People just think, oh, it's been locked down. Maybe they've had a little but they're, time they're, off. They haven't had time. They, they haven't, just had, haven't had, had a nice ex- supply of accessibility to yeah, yeah supply exactly. of certain things and access to a gym. Yeah, but like you know, look, if you want to take it um, to look good and make yourself feel good, I got no problem with that. I think that's okay if that's your thing. Um, it is, but just don't lie and say you you. I've got this body from eating vegetables and... But if they told the truth, they wouldn't get all the sponsorship know, deals. So this comes back to what I was saying. It's based around money. It's, based, it's all based around money and the, the what you get from it. If those influencers, whoever they are, are told they... So they might get, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what influencers get. A £10,000 sponsorship, which isn't a ton of money, but it's, it's enough um, to make you think about your decisions. If they then come out and say, oh, yeah, of course I'll take like PEDS then they're going to get that 10 grand taken away from them. So they'll never t- talk about it. Plus, there is an ego thing people love, like you said, to say, this is how I look because I train hard. Yeah, you train hard, but you've got a little bit of help along the way. Progress, not perfection. The Chasing Progress podcast. This is our controversial one. I'm giving this a 10-minute time gap. 10 minutes. We could talk about this for about 10 years. I'm going to do it in three minutes. I don't even know what the question is. Let me, let me phrase this question because it was just said as... We know what the person meant. It's not a question. So the question was male, female weights. I think the question is male, female weights. And this has been. You mean weights, not weights as in male, female weights as in their body weight. No. So this has come across as, and this is something we talk about in the gym and have a laugh, but let's get a little bit more serious on it. Why are there, because we have male and female bars. It's a CrossFit standard. Lifting bars. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting bars. So there's a 15 kg bar, a 20 kg bar. But we're opening it up to a little bit more of the male-female um, assumptions in, I am looking in the at gym. you in fear and trepidation as to what you're going to say next. So male and female assumptions in the gym. 
men being stronger, women being weaker, all that type of stuff. That's not my thoughts. That's, you know, that's the question. That's the type of thing. That's the general assumption Consensus in life. of what people think based on general population. Men are stronger, so they can lift more. Women yes. aren't as strong, so they lift less. Yes. Go. By and large. Oh, you're throwing me under the bus. So I'm setting a 10-minute time cap on this. Okay? Um, why are there male and female gender bars. equality in the gym 20 okay so 20 kg bar 15 kg bar um the assumption and the general assumption is that by and large if you were to take the mean average of um male and females you would find that males are bigger and have bigger hands um and so the bar is the male bar that weighs 20 kgs is thicker and has a 28 mil diameter for all of you people who love stats and figures. And the female bar has a 25 mil diameter and weighs 15 kgs. And the general consent, the general um, assumption of the, you know, the, the, whatever, the means. This is a CrossFit thing, isn't it? This no, is no, no, it's a, it's, no. CrossFit was late to the party. No, this is a weightlifting thing. Weightlifting was the first. So they um, use 15 and 20 kg bars as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so. CrossFit was late to the party on this. Um, but CrossFit does have... CrossFit is probably the most popular sport in, in the fitness industry now that does male and female weights. And standards. Um, and standards, yes. And so, yeah, the general assumption is that you get females who have smaller hands and aren't as big. So a little bit of research that I did before, trying to find out why the, the female bar was hey, made Siri. 15 kgs and why the male bar was made 20. And from the little bit of research I can find, there is no reason. There is literally no, no reason that it was made that way, except I think for the natural assumption that males are bigger and have bigger hands and females are smaller by and large and have smaller hands. Where that sucks is in weightlifting where you get a small male with small hands has still got to lift the big bar and the thicker diameter bar whereas the bigger female who has bigger hands in the female um, side still gets to lift the thinner bar that is lighter and so i guess there's a little bit of gender inequality reversed in that in that way there so that where, it actually doesn't work out as positive for the male lifter where does this transfer into a gym like ours you're talking there about like elite level weightlifting and crossfit and stuff where does this transfer into I, a we, new yeah guy who's come in who's never trained in his life and is short have we got to measure hands have we got to measure? <laughs> hey, mate, can you just put your hand up on the wall, please? We want to see if your hand is big enough to lift this we bar. We could start something here. Um, do I think... No, look, I think that um, it is what it is. Uh, I think we nailed it on the head today. Or I did, just to take it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was you. It wasn't me. I think... Because when we do classes, when we do PT, we we give a standard, don't we? We yeah. give... And yeah, it's yeah. a fitness standard or a strength standard. It's not a male or female because we've got a lot of females in our gym that are stronger than a lot of the males. Yeah. We've got females who are fitter than a lot of the males. We've yeah. got males who are stronger than some of the females. Yes. So we base it on a fitness. But is our strongest female stronger than our strongest male? What are we basing it on? Body weight? No. Just who can lift the heaviest weight. Yeah. Is our strongest female in this gym stronger than our strongest male? Who's the strongest person, gender aside? 
are they a male or a female in this gym out of the members are we naming them no 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 of course not just out of the members um who's our strongest are they a male or a female male exactly who is the and i say exactly not out of an arrogance but out of a thing of like who I runs think a quick, that's, who runs a quicker marathon that's why the general um assumption is made when it comes to weights but we're not talking about running we're not talking, we're talking about, about body. fitness, aren't we? We're not talking. No, we're not. We're talking about weights in the bar. Weights on the bar. That was the question. Because yeah, if, you, that, if that you're going to talk, that was the one gonna, that leads into. If you're going to talk about body weight stuff, then then you go down a whole different road. Are we not? Wasn't that just a lead into? Wasn't it like gender equality in the gym? Fitness. Yeah. Gender equality in so fitness. So who runs the fastest? Who lifts the heaviest? Who does the most reps? Then you're going to get into like female and male sports. But it's should, massive, isn't it? You know, like, should male and female sports be, uh, like, combined and where there is no segregation or separation? Sorry, not segregation. Uh, separation in the in the sports. Like, so you have, you know, whatever, gender equality across the whole board. Because where you've took the top of the top and the top, the strongest male, the strongest female. Yeah. Is the strongest female stronger than more of the lesser strong men? Yes. But but no. So what I'm so the reason I'm saying that is I'm just trying to show you. I think the natural assumption is that if we're talking about the bars, that men are are, are typically facts are facts, large, pound for pound, by and large stronger than than women, and they would have str- stronger. And we're talking about physical attributes now, like in terms of you know the amount of weight that you could move. But like you've said, then in this gym, if we dial it back and we say, who's got the fastest marathon in this gym? Well, in this gym, it's a female by a country mile. And, uh, and you know, who, who's, got the, who's got the best body weight movements in this gym? Like, you could go on forever about this stuff. And I think what you, you asked the question before, what's the solution? What's the answer to it all? Um, uh, I think we've got the solution. It's just, I think people also have to be honest with themselves. Like, does it matter that uh, you're lifting a 15 kg bar or a 20 kg bar if you're lifting 40 kgs? No. Across, like, so if you put... Because I use so the female... If, I've said it. I use the 15 kg bar sometimes because... Are just, they called female and male bars? I don't know, but they are. But they are in weightlifting. They are called male and female bars in weightlifting in the sense that people would in in the sport of weightlifting it would be classed as the female bar is 15 kgs for the female athletes and the male athletes get a male bar which is 20 kgs so on some fitness websites they are sold as a woman's women's bar a women's bar women's olympic barbell and is the other bar sold as a men's bar or just a bar just a bar okay 20 kg olympic bar so does that tell you that we're comfortable with women lifting the 20 kg bar because it's just classed as a bar but the 15 kg bar is classed as a women's bar so we're not comfortable with men this one using the 15 kg bar i mean this is a i'm not naming the company oh can we name the company yeah i think you can name the company so primal strength sell a ceramic coated pink female bar do they call it a female bar it's called it a Linda Pink. Linda's a female name. I'm not having anyone saying it's a men's name. No, I think you do get a male called no, Linda. there's no male called Linda. Ceramic coated Linda Pink Olympic 15 bar. 
15 kg. So it's not a female bar, though. The word female doesn't exist in that description. I'd say Linda makes that. uh... Look, does it matter if you lift 40 kgs, if you're lifting a male or a female bar? I think it never matters in training, as in, you know, if you're training, doesn't matter. I don't care if you, Dave, want to bench with a 15 kg bar and I'll bench with a 20 if we're both benching 60. I think where it would matter to me as a competitor, if I was in a competition against you. Is it just deadlifts? And or cleans and cleans, cross- snatches. Movements. It's, it's anything where you have to grip the bar and hold it because the smaller the, the, smaller the um, circumference of the thing you're holding, the tighter you can squeeze, right? So... If you get a 25 mil bar, you can squeeze that bar tighter than you can a 28 mil bar. So you can, you can, you know. I think I would always use more, a 20 bar. You can put more pounds of, of, of force and strength and grip strength through onto a 25 mil bar. So yeah, I think if I was competing against you, I would want to know that you're using the same bar as me. So when you ask me, when I'm like warming up and just doing stuff like push press or a bench or whatever, I'll just, or a squat. 15 mile doesn't bother me. If I'm doing heavy deadlifts and we're training together and training for something, I would use the, the 20 bar because that's what I've always used. If we never, right? So if you did like a blind test, right? And you can't, it's impossible because most of the people who come into our gym have either been into a gym before or whatever. But they come in here and we never ever have any other standard except the heaviest of everything. So the heaviest bar, 20 kg bar, the heaviest wall ball, which is a whatever, 10 10 kg wall ball. And we don't have two lines that separate the difference between a male and a female standard of doing a wall ball. Mm -hmm. And we only ever said, right, this is what you have to do. You have to throw that ball above that line from day one. And we never ever gave another option. Mm -hmm. Would we have seen a different result across the board would we have seen um because now i think if you gave a 10 kg ball to um a female competitor in our gym and told them you got to throw it across the top line i think there would be rebellion i think there'd be a flipping war uh, I, I think I, I think the ball would be thrown at me i think that would separate people into what you said before fitness ability yeah there would be certain people who'd be like, this is too hard for me. I'm not coming back to this gym. And there would be people who'd take on the challenge of like, well, that's what I've got to get to. That's the standard. Because there are, there are males in the gym here that I don't think should be using a 10 kg wall ball. They should be using the lighter wall ball and throwing it to the bottom line. There should be males Until, who are using the eight pound so, wall ball. Yeah. So are there females that we're taking it easy on? And we should be making them for their training purposes. But that's what I said before. You've got to be honest with yourself. I think there's females who are being but are we honest? dishonest with themselves. Are we honest? Because we, we always have, try and be honest. Because we have no problem. We have no problem saying to the um, stronger men, hey, you've got to lift a heavier ball and throw it to the top line. But do we say the same to the stronger women? No, I think we make an, ass- an assumption, an assessment on the, on the person and individual based on what we know. So, for instance, if... If a new person came in severely overweight, I would not be expecting them to pick up a 20 kg. Male or female. Male or female yeah. and hit the top line. I would just say do a box squat. Yeah. I wouldn't even give them a ball. Just Yes. And it's making that assumption. So I think we've nailed it with its fitness ability. And I think it's fine having like a high wall ball line and a low wall ball line. I think it's fine having different weights, weighted balls, wall balls, different weighted 
dumbbell. I think it's fine having different standards. But like we said today on our on our class was be honest and don't choose the easy option because yeah. it's it's. I think it's just a default in it. We revert to yeah. choosing the easiest and I, option. And I think that I would not have chosen that twenty eight kg kettlebell today. Yeah, I'd have gone with like a twenty, but the standard was twenty eight. Twenty eight. So, so you had to do it. I'll be in hospital tomorrow. Um, and I think if we're <laughs> honest with ourselves, people aren't though, and that's the, that's does the key. It, does it matter if you're working? Yeah, you're like your backside off. Like no, if you're working as hard as you can work, great. But we've seen people step up to weights that the they wouldn't usually and still perform. Yeah. So they're not being honest with themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people know. People yeah. know what they can and can't do. It's just hard. Yeah. But like we were saying earlier, sometimes going max out all the time and pushing yourself isn't for everyone. Yeah. And you find the people that yeah. are attracted to your gym and, and you as a person and stuff. So... It's just a big circle and it's a big cycle and eventually you attract the people who should be with you. People don't realize what they're capable of. I didn't think I was capable of lifting that. I made up if I lifted that kettlebell today. Yeah, I was a bit worried. I still am. I'm worried when I wake up tomorrow. I need you in work. But yeah, I think think we nail it with it's a fitness level assessment, not a gender assessment. Yes. But in sport, it is still based on gender. And the sport of fitness, which is a sport that we actively promote in our gym so saturdays saturday sweats that is a day that i would say we promote the sport of fitness so it's a competitive environment where we draw clear lines and distinctions between male and female weights Mm -hmm. and i think that we have to be comfortable with saying you know what it is what it is fitness level weights it's not though you're you're dancing around it i think it is it's not i think it is it's not I think it by is. and large it isn't today I walked around the room and by and large the males had to lift the heavier weights and the females were lifting because we get to some the things weights. on these workouts and some of the stronger women are like oh this is a life away from me yeah and they're made up and they're loving it and that's the advantage that they get they're a stronger female who gets to lift a lighter weight so you're saying oh, it's based on your fitness and all that but people know and they pick accordingly. So you got to be honest with yourself. Got to be honest with yourself. Fitness level. Work hard. Be consistent. Make it happen. Right. That's another episode wrapped up. <laughs> Keep sending all your questions because we've got a little backlog of questions now and we're getting through them. So send all your questions to either David Whitney PT on Instagram or do you want questions sent to you? No, don't right. give me any admin to do whatsoever. So David Whitney PT admin in this on place. Instagram or to origin underscore gym on Instagram. Keep rating, sharing, subscribing to our podcast. We are growing week by week. We will have more guests on as we go forward, more interesting guests and people to talk to in different areas. But for now, that's another episode done. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Subscribe, like, share. Did you say that? I said subscribe, share. No, subscribe, like, share. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Subscribe, like, and share as well. See you next week. Laters. Thank you for listening. Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify. The Chasing Progress Podcast. Find us on Instagram at origin underscore gym.